Pour yourself a drink. Tequila Shannon is on the beach, girl. And let's get the elf to work. The elves are up to something. Dreamland Castle is rightfully ours. We'll take it by force. Please gasp. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, February 9th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. In case you missed it, the Oscar nominations were yesterday, and The Power of the Dog leads all nominees with 12, followed by Dune with 10, Belfast and West Side Story with seven each, and King Richard with six. Among the notable nods was Kristen Stewart in the lead actress category for Spencer. Once considered a frontrunner, she lost some momentum after losing out on other precursor nominations, but secured her spot here. Among the hopefuls who were left off the lists, Lady Gaga and Jared Leto for House of Gucci, Katrina Balfe for Belfast, Dune director Denis Villeneuve, Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar, and Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. The Power of the Dog director Jane Campion made history as the first female director to receive two nominations in that category. West Side Story director Steven Spielberg became the first to land a nomination in six different decades. The Lost Daughter stars Olivia Colman and Jesse Buckley earned the rare feat of being nominated for playing the same character in the same movie in the same year. And Beyonce scored her first nomination in the Best Song category for her contribution to King Richard. Be sure to visit EW.com for a comprehensive take on the nominations and other historic nods, and check out the latest episode of EW's Awardist podcast, where we break down several of the categories and contenders. And another first-time nominee, The Power of the Dog's Kirsten Dunst, is our guest. In other news, Hulu's charming Love, Simon spinoff series Love, Victor is approaching graduation day in season three, and the LGBTQ rom-com will now end with that milestone. Love, Victor was renewed for season three last July, but it was not announced at the time that this season would be the last. Season three will find the characters coming full circle as the first season, according to Hulu, was about exploration. The second season was about acceptance and the final season will be about self-discovery. All eight episodes of Love, Victor season three will premiere June 15th on Hulu. The Rookie-verse could soon expand beyond the Los Angeles Police Department. ABC has announced that a potential spinoff of its Nathan Fillion-led police drama, The Rookie, is in the works with Emmy-nominated star Niecy Nash at the forefront. Nash will first guest star in a forthcoming two-episode arc as Simone Clark, a tour de force and the oldest rookie at the FBI Academy. The episodes will set the stage for a potential still-untitled spinoff next season that exists in the same rookie-verse, allowing characters to move back and forth between the series. Air dates have not been announced yet for Nash's two episodes. After announcing on Monday that she was thinking of giving up her signature Olympics commentary, NBC says Leslie Jones has the all-clear to continue her live tweets. In a statement to the Associated Press, NBC spokesperson Greg Hughes said, quote, We have resolved the situation. She is free to do her social media posts as she has done in the past. She is a super fan of the Olympics, and we are super fans of her. Since the 2016 Rio Summer Olympics, Jones has been live-tweeting her colorful commentary for Team USA, which includes hilarious, in-the-moment reactions that showcase a real genuine love for the competition. 
But on Monday, the SNL star tweeted that she might be done with the tradition, calling out NBC for blocking her social media videos. In its statement, NBC explained the mix-up with Jones' videos being blocked and noted it was not the fault of the network, but rather the result of a third-party error and increased policing of taped video displayed by social media companies. For more on all of those stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and more, you know where to go, EW.com. Hear ye, hear ye! We're on our way to Dreamland for our number three pick, the season premiere of Disenchantment. From the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, this Netflix animated comedy stars Broad City's Abby Jacobson as the irreverent Bean. She's a princess who loves her liquor and her home kingdom, the medieval village of Dreamland. But now, when feisty elves and the evil Queen Dragmar try to take the castle away from Bean, it's up to her and her trusty sidekicks, Elfo the Elf, and personal demon Lucy to save the day. Here's a preview. Look, boys. Home sweet home. Attention, Dreamland! It's me, your mighty queen, Bean! Are you ready to welcome us? Oi, Faye. Don't worry, there's no way they can hit us from this high up. <laughs> Lots of people would like to take over this castle. Some are within these walls, the rest are out here. The elves are up to something. Dreamland Castle is rightfully ours. We'll take it by force. Please gasp. Ooh! Hello, Bean. <gasps> I've been having nightmares again. What? This is castle. Some about it intensifies dreams. You're sitting in the very center of the known world. I'm sorry, move over a couple of inches. There you go. Dagmar's back. Every twist and turn in your ridiculous life, that was all me. Ah! The debt to hell is about to be repaid. Let the wedding begin. I didn't see that coming. Suspense. That's how they hook you. Well, Bean has been on a journey of self-discovery through the three previous parts of the series, going from drinking all the time to fighting crime. What a journey. You can watch the heroic princess in action in season four of Disenchantment streaming on Netflix right now. It is now time to grab some tequila, if you so choose, for today's number two pick, The Real Housewives of Orange County. This week, Emily throws a game night, thanks for my invite, as Dr. Jen and Ryan come to a crossroads in their marriage, while Shannon hopes to strengthen her friendships with Heather and Emily. But first, we rejoin the ladies for their final night in Cabo as tensions rise over Noella's behavior, causing both Heather and Gina to storm off and question their friendship with Noella. Here's a clip from the episode. Noella just, she just, it's always negative when she's around. There's always fighting, there's always a problem. I didn't want to be right about this, but I knew this was gonna happen. You're glue, I don't understand, what's, do you have animosity towards Sarah right now? 100%. She has so much animosity towards me. She's mad at me because I didn't tell her that Heather said that. Because you knew it for a week. Yeah, but I didn't bring it up, but I didn't bring it up. I'm pissed at Noella because I feel like everything I have done has been to support her. The fact that she now is turning on me and questioning me as a friend is hurtful. Friends don't do that. I can't. Oh, I'm done. Bye. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. 
take my seat. Bye. You take my seat. You take my chair. Noella, stop doing Have a great vacation. Well, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore. Noella, I cared about you, and I can't care anymore. You can't drown with everybody. I've learned that in life. You can't drown with everybody. Such a dick all the time. It's like she's a dick all the time. But it is not all tears and turmoil on tonight's episode. There's also tequila, which leads to some drunken antics on the beach with the ladies who remained behind. Can I get some tequila, Leonardo? Oh, here, here. I'll just, you know what? I'm bartender. No, I got no, it. No, no, but I need ice. I got it. Tequila, ladies, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon is on the beach, girl. This is the last night. I'm gonna shake it up and have some fun. Yeah, Shannon. Especially for Noella. It's going through a lot. Let's have one we go on the tempo. Well, you know, Shannon does have a point. Noella has been going through a lot with her impending divorce. And if there's anyone who'd know how that will impact someone's behavior on the show, it's Shannon. Noella herself stopped by Watch What Happens Live last month to discuss her situation. So what is the status of your marriage right now, Noella? It's so ridiculous. He still has not finalized our agreement. So currently right now, a big part of our settlement was me having an NDA on me. So the fact that he's having me out here, being able to talk to him, I mean, come on, dude, like wrap this thing up. You seem to be communicating to each other via public Instagram posts. I'm wondering what the biggest falsehood has been in your eyes to what he's been posting. What's the number one thing that you are like, whoa, because he said you you were fixated on getting on the show and that that's what broke you up and he said a whole lot of stuff. What's the number one thing? can be disproven because he's the one who signed up for this show, who filmed for this show, who signed releases for this show. So all that's kind of like boy by stuff. But that he's saying that I've held him up from seeing his son for, for we're going on month six now. That's just absolutely absurd. And that's, you know, <clears throat> see your kid. Has he turned the credit the cards play. back on? Oh, no, no credit cards turned back on. It's, it's all, it's just messy. That is certainly one word for it. And you can see an equally messy Real Housewives of Orange County tonight at 9 on Bravo. It's trivia time. But first, a, uh, a little minor spoiler alert for today's question. Ready? Here we go. Voice actor Corey Burton, who's voiced Cad Bane in several animated Star Wars shows, as well as The Book of Boba Fett, has also provided the voice for what classic Disney villain many times? Captain Hook, Jafar, or Prince John? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam.
Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Last week you hopefully saw, or heard about here, the reveal of our March issue featuring Bridgerton. Well, one of the women gracing the cover is Nicola Coughlin, who plays Penelope Featherington, aka Lady Whistledown. EW's Maureen Lee Linker spoke with Coughlin about all things Season 2 of the steamy Netflix series, where there's lots in store for her character, and one of TV's most talked-about shows. But we wondered what shows she wanted to talk about. So we asked the starlet, what you watching? Oh, gosh. Okay, I just watched um, Licorice Pizza. I thought it was so great. I loved it so, so much. Those performances were so endearing. Like, um, Cooper Hoffman reminded me of Jason Schwartzman in Rushmore. It was, like, such an endearing. I loved that so much. And then on the lower end of the scale, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm obsessed. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> loved it so much. Um, the new season of Queer Eye. I love it so much. It's just joyful. Three very good picks there. Licorice Pizza is also among the movies that scored Oscar nominations yesterday. Three of them, to be exact. Paul Thomas Anderson for his original screenplay, as well as directing, and for Best Picture, where he is also among the nominated producers. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City airs Sunday nights on Bravo. Its season finale is this weekend. And Queer Eye is available to stream on Netflix. And now let's head back to a galaxy far, far away for our number one pick, the book of Boba Fett's season finale. Now, we don't know much about what will go down in this final episode. Disney and Lucasfilm are keeping things, per usual, close to the vest. But last week teed up some high-stakes drama with the arrival of major Star Wars villain Cad Bane, who seems headed for a showdown with Boba Fett. Meanwhile, Mando went to visit Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, at Luke Skywalker's Jedi training school, leaving behind a gift of armor for his young friend. The episode left off with Luke giving Grogu a choice between the armor and Yoda's old lightsaber, which is really just a choice between Mando and the Jedi. If you choose the armor, you'll return to your friend, the Mandalorian. However, you will be giving into attachment to those that you love and forsaking the way of the Jedi. But if you choose the lightsaber, you will be the first student in my academy, and I will train you to be a great Jedi. It will take you many years to master the ways of the Force, and you may never see the Mandalorian again. Because, Grogu, a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. That is where we left off last week. So, which will he choose? Well, as far as we know, Grogu wasn't at Luke's school when it got destroyed, and Mando's new ship has just the tiny space for him, so it doesn't take a Force user to figure out what Grogu's choice will probably be. But hey, we love to be surprised. You can stream the Book of Boba Fett finale on Disney Plus now. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Cad Bane voice actor Corey Burton has also voiced what classic Disney villain many times? Captain Hook, Jafar, or Prince John? You might say it's a pirate's life. For Burton, the answer is Captain Hook. Burton has voiced the Peter Pan villain in projects ranging from Disney's House of Mouse to the epic Mickey video games. 
Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal.